I never really saw anybody in media that was like, oh, like, being a chef is something to be proud of, you know, um, being a chef is something that you can actually succeed in and, you know, be great. Today is the second day of the Thousand Days podcast. Today we're going to be talking about just getting into can't skipping steps. Um, pretty much how we started was it was pretty hard, um, and I think what a lot of people think about being a successful entrepreneur, having a successful restaurant, is that they just get to go straight to making the money, uh, getting all the orders, getting all of the customers, and at one point you have to start off with just seeing one customer, just seeing two customers, being happy that you get to 10. When we first started, we were essentially counting tickets and happy that we got 10 tickets for the day. And then before you know it, we were at 100 and 200 and 300 and so forth and so on. But the big thing here is I just wanna go through us, our process of how we got to where we are and allow people to explore and go down that journey with us. Like start from the beginning, beginning of like uh, walking the neighborhood, walking into the the shopping center, and seeing the oh, spot. Yes. You gotta start there. Oh yeah, well no, that's that's cool because I, I was I was gonna start after that. So how I even came upon RVA Cafe really was we bought a house, um, and we were in the process. Our house was being built, and I decided to say, okay, well this is where we're gonna live for a good amount of years, I should see what's around the neighborhood. And granted, we lived somewhere close, but it wasn't like right there, but that was like the closest shopping center to where the house was being built. So I decided to just take a walk, get to know the neighborhood, get to see where my kids would be, you know, um, uh, being raised, where they're gonna explore, now grandkids, um, but, I just kind of walked into Merchant's Walk shop, Shopping Center, uh, saw a little tiny cafe, RVA Cafe, walked in, was just like, hey, how you doing? They're like, you know, excited to see me because they're like, oh, it's a customer. <laughs> um, it was a, it was a, a older couple and their son uh, really running a cafe. Uh, son was on a computer. They had, I feel like, I mean, had to be the Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy on, like something. It was a person that's sitting in the corner. They were just kind of laughing about what's going on on TV. I mean, it was just a really quiet, quaint restaurant. And, you know, I sat down. I just was like, well, I'm in here. Because, you know, you can't really walk into a restaurant at that small and then say, uh, well, you know, have a nice day. Like, I'm not going to order nothing. So I just sat down and ordered. And I and it's funny enough, I ordered the fat so. Okay. So I see I didn't know that wasn't yours like originally originally. I didn't know you just Oh definitely not. Bogarted that whole thing. Yes, definitely. But the not so fat so. There you go. The not so fat so that's so not so fat so. But no, they they had a, it was a French toast sandwich. Um so a French toast, hash browns, and we and we switched it up a little bit because what they had was hash browns, um, bacon, and you had to get ham. So they didn't have any choices of I remember that how you know you can switch bacon sausage you can switch you know turkey and turkey bacon they didn't have any of that so it was just straight up ham bacon hash brown eggs i don't even think they did cheese or anything like that so um but that's what i ate um we started talking and i was like hey 
you know, I'm a chef. I was at the time I was still working at Wegmans and I was like, well, I want to own a restaurant one day. You know, that's what I want to get into. And I, I mean, stars had to align, you know, and I saw like the stars aligning in their eyes even because they were like, well, we're actually trying to retire and go to Florida. <laughs> and we want to, we were trying to figure out a way out of this. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm trying to look for a way into this. <laughs> so um, it was, it was kind of just, I mean, it was really wild to, you know, go in there and like our stories matched up like perfectly. So we kind of just had a conversation. Um, they wanted to sell it for a good amount of money that I didn't have. And I mean, this is a good point, you know, a lot of, for entrepreneurs that, uh, you know, really want to get into stuff and say, okay, I don't have the money. I don't have the capital. I, I can't go to a bank and I can't get a loan. Um, you know, I didn't have that ability at that moment. You know, we just bought a house. So, I mean, what loan was I getting for a business? We just started up like a business, our official business. Like Nicole and I talked about our business um, when, when we first got married, but we didn't do the necessary steps to say, okay, let's get our articles of incorporation. Let, we had our tax ID, but we didn't have like all of it set up, a business um, bank account and well, things you, like that. You had the operating part of, Catering. I mean, you were yeah. already catering to, um, you know, um, pharmaceutical representatives. They would mm -hmm. come and order lunches, breakfasts from you. Um, so, I mean, you had that going. Sorry. Um, but the other thing was, I mean, we still had to pay a down, a sizable down payment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did, but I mean, not to the point of them not, saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, really, I don't even want to kind of have the. You know how people talk and they and they, don't, they don't really give you details. I I mean I like giving people details because you know that that can unlock a lot of things for people. They wanted fifty thousand out the gate, fifty thousand dollars, and say, hey, you can come in here fifty thousand dollars. I was like, well, I ain't got fifty thousand dollars. And was that just to take over the business or to take over the lease? Um, so it was to take over the, the business. business, and that's a good point as well because. You know, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, they're like, oh, well, this person is selling their business. And that's 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 a really um, intricate thing. Right. We when I come into anybody's business, I say, OK, this is what I want to do. When I purchase their business and I say purchase with quotes is that we didn't buy their tax ID. We didn't buy their business. A business is an entity. It's a person. It's a thing, a physical thing. And people don't really respect it as such. So if somebody's saying I'm buying or I'm selling my business, they're really selling an idea, not really the business. And they could sell the business, right? They could that. sell the EIN, the history of the business and things like that. But that's really typically not what you want to do especially as a new entrepreneur, because you don't know the debts that they've incurred. Mm -hmm. You don't know the taxes that they didn't pay or they did pay. You don't, you don't, you have to do a lot of due diligence and that requires a pretty sizable paycheck to a lawyer to really go and figure all they of that out. That. Yeah. Um, so when we came into it, you know, all I did was I said, look, I don't have $50,000, but I have the work, I have the work ethic. So I went into it and I talked to the mom who was the main chef. Um, I talked to the son, who was really the kind of business person running the money and things like that. And I was like, look, I can come in here. I can work for you guys for free for two months. Um, I can learn the business. I can learn the, uh, 
craft of what you guys do, the spirit behind what you guys are doing, you know, learn that because that was important because it, regardless of whether I saw it as a successful business or not, they were there and they were successful at what they did. So I wanted to get what the spirit behind what made them successful and, you know, just getting that. And so that's what I did. I said, look, <laughs> I didn't got the money, but I got to work. And really, that's all that is required to really get into business. Just have the work, have the work ethic to say, look, I'm going to get in the mud and I'm going to stay in the mud until I can build myself out the mud. <laughs> so how did you feel like you went in there for a month mm-hmm. and you, um, you know, you, you worked as if you were an employee. Like, how did, how did that feel going into that space, going into that role? Well, you know. I mean, getting into that, I mean, that, that's, that could be a whole episode in of itself because for me, it was it, what I always tell people is that, you, you one, going into entrepreneurship, you have to be humble. You have to understand your role and, and play your role correctly when you're, you know, talking to people because, one, you never know who is, who is going to give you your blessing. You know, we, we always you know, pray to God or Allah or whoever, universe, whoever you looking for your blessings from. And we don't want to, we, we think it's going to come in a package that we want to see. And, uh, I've heard a real good uh, saying about that where it's like, they said, uh, you reap what you sow, but you don't always reap where you sow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. And honestly, you know, this is the time around when Trump was running for president. And Clearly, we were like, oh, well, you know, we may or may not like my boy or whatever the case is. He was saying some pretty wild stuff. And these people, they were an older white couple from Florida that were heavy Trump supporters. Right. So I'm talking things on a window, um, Confederate flag, all of that. So the first thought process from us would be, oh, no, you know, they could be racist. They could be, you know, evil people, whatever. If you read if you really like say, okay, I'm just going to pay attention to what the media is telling me and Mm -hmm. what even my experiences, because obviously being a black man, you know, I've experienced racism before. So I'm just like, okay, I'm already on edge. Like "Mm, they saying, okay, but really, is it, it?" (laughs) you know, so but honestly, you know, I, I will I will I will be really frank i mean they they had their quirks about them but they were nice people and they gave me the opportunity that i really needed to i mean be here if they didn't give me rba cafe i mean what really where would we be you know so how like when you came into this space you know back in october you know you did similar like you got up one night and you were like i'm going to the restaurant um, we had oh, just come like back from a vacation. Yeah, in the yeah. morning we had just come back from vacation. Like, so when you compare what you did for RV Cafe to coming into Branch and Vine, like, how did that feel for you? Like, did you see a lot of similarities? Did you feel confidence? Like, walk us through that part. Well, I mean, obviously that's skipping a lot of of, of details in the middle, but but it's the here, same. But it was the same kind the of same concept, concept yeah. of coming into here. But understand, I mean, I had the confidence. I mean, of Michael Jackson, Beyonce, <laughs> or whoever you want to say. You know, I, at this point, I feel like 
you know, by the time we started with Ranch and Vine, I'm like, I'm the Michael Jordan of delivery. You know, and that's really how I feel, whether I am or not. But, you know, I've already, we've already gone around the world literally telling people how to do delivery, showing million dollar, billion dollar uh, businesses, this is what you need to do. I mean, we've spent a whole year consulting with the head of marketing for DoorDash. You know, we've been spent the whole year trying to teach other restaurants in different cities and different countries and different states and say, look, this is what you're supposed to do. So it's like I was already kind of validated and saying, well, this is a space that works for me, but I don't have to be nervous about, oh, whether I'm going to make it or not. It's a funny thing that I always tell you guys, it's like, all right, when we get to the hump of saying, all right, we're going to make, we made $500 for the day. We made $1,000 for the day. We made whatever. And we're coasting and we're like, good. And I'm like, yeah, because I sure was just pretending like this was going to work the whole time. Because I didn't know. I Like, I'm going to tell y'all, yeah, 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 follow me. This going to work. But I didn't know. I was like, well, hope, it, hope, hope what I'm doing is correct. But when we came here, it's like we've already been validated. You yeah. know, I've seen it. I've done it. I've done it not for me, but for other restaurants and other people. So... It's like, mm, it's the same concept, but it's, it's, I'm a different person. You know, that's how many years in, in between that. So, I mean, but for beginning of RV Cafe, oh, yeah, it was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> we're going to open this and hope. I mean, and when we first started, like I said, we, I think like our first day, Ali and I, we, we got six tickets. Like six hours, like for the whole day? Oh, yeah. And I counted them, Joe's. It was like, you know, one $18, $111, $124. And I counted them things. I think it was like $98.72 or something like that. I was like, whoo. <laughs> See, my mind, I'm doing the math. Like, hmm, the rent is this. I got $92 today. Well, $92 of that. Because remember, we had to go to the, we had to go get inventory every single day. Like every single day, we had to go get inventory, so it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got ninety two dollars a day, and I got forty two dollars to spend on inventory, and I got forty some dollars left. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, I don't know how this is gonna work, but you know, it was. It was again. It was cool to see like how we've just matured in step by step and that's a big thing like i said the focus of this episode really is like we can't skip those hard steps of saying we have to go to walmart to uh kroger to food lion to and i think that's where we started then we was like wait oh restaurant depot we had to get our restaurant depot card we then then we moved to cisco or pfg it like it, it wasn't just all right we opened a restaurant we're ordering a thousand dollars worth of product. No, we was like, oh, we we sold such and such. Nicole is taking money out the register to go buy some pancake mix and some heavy cream, and we, you know, doing until we got up there. So it, it's it's a really cool process to go through and go back in your mind and realize. Like I think we were talking before about um, when I think uh, this week. We were really busy. We, we ran out oh, in the middle of our service. Our printer uh, lost. Um, well, it didn't lost, but it ran out of paper. Yeah. And even in that, it's like, 
we like, oh man, we done ran out of paper. But realizing that when we first started this, when we first started doing Uber and Grubhub and DoorDash, there was no printing. There was, it was a tablet that just sat there and you had to handwrite it. Did he still, did he bring the paper? Get the paper. I did, bring, over there. I did bring the paper. I brought the whole thing. Come on now. Play my he name. Wanna, he Put some respect tickets. on my name. <laughs> you didn't want to write tickets. No, I don't. Because that's where we were I headed. I don't want to write tickets. I'm not writing tickets. We just shut down. We closed. So we went. <laughs> and you had to stand right there. Like, that's your stand. job. You stand in front of these tablets, wait for them to go off. Name, address, you know, so mm-hmm. all that. Name, address. And they be wanting everything. And yes. they got the notes. I live in this apartment behind this yes. building, beside this building, under this tree. Like, yes. it was all there. You couldn't skip nothing. So, it was it was rough. But, I mean, we, we made it, I think, and then it was funny because... Uh, the amount of stuff they were making that I just kept on the menu because I was like, well, one person bought it for the whole month. That means we lost the sales. I was so scared to take stuff off the menu. You know, and we were making the, the like pies. The apple pies? The pies. The pies. Okay. The, the pies blueberry was, and the cherry The pies, pies. was hitting. I'm saying the pies he was made, like, hitting. The dough. <laughs> he put the dough in a pie maker and put the filling and closed it. Oh, and see, I didn't get to see none of that. You didn't get to see that. You, no. you went, that was OG. I'm talking day one. <laughs> one. Day one. I was making pies. Actually, Ali was of making pies. Making too. eggs. He was? Making, Ali was making, Ali was making, making pies. pies. <laughs> I see that. Burning pies, probably, but making them nonetheless. It was it was wild. Um, they they had a very vast. Oh um, no! And corn dogs, corn dogs. We needed to get corn dogs back because we that don't was, need to do that. Actually. That was no. no no pigs in a blanket. It was that's what it was. Pigs and we got it wrapped. <laughs> but I think the, the what what is the what is the the best seller we had. Scrapple. Oh, what? Scrapple. I never, I we got to get that back. after the fact. No, we no get that was from them. They was already doing Day it? Day one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Scrapple yeah. um, yeah, is... I had never heard of Scrapple until... Scrapple is yeah. um, disgusting. But I'm going to sell it to whoever <laughs> think it's good. But I ain't going to lie to you. I, mm, that vinegar smell is just... Mm, it won't just the vinegar. It was, <laughs> I need to know who needs Scrapple. Too. Like... I, we need to have a discussion. Like, <laughs> we, we, like there's a lot. We of could have a poll the, as to the, if we pig. should bring Scrapple back. That's right. Hey, we gonna have a poll. We are gonna put it out. Who eats Scrapple? <laughs> and why? That's a problem. <laughs> but it's fine. It's cool. But yeah. So I mean, that's that's really was our beginning parts of you Until know us bacon. Into, well, and then bacon took over. Yeah. So bacon became the. The and, bane of our existence. And I think even re- <laughs> well, like y'all. reversing a little <laughs> bit, bane. you know, going back to really the, the, the roots of this and, you know, saying how you have to really be humble is that I was a fully trained chef. You know, I was working in um, Wegmans, training under chefs that have gone to CIA. You know, I had other ventures, you know, talking to chefs who were, you know, had um, Michelin stars and things like that. So, you know, in, in a sense, I felt, I don't want to say a lot of pride, but, you know, validated in the fact that I know what I'm doing as far as cooking. Mm-hmm. And even in that two months, as you said, I, what, what did it feel like? I had to just erase all of that and say, well, I'm just here to learn from you. You know, they were making stuff that I was cringing in my soul, like mm. the milk French toast. Yes, the milk <laughs> French toast. But but it was I'm cool. Sorry. It was fine because I was like, well, 
I can't say you making it and y'all selling it. So what can I say? Because I don't have a restaurant. So and 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 that's some of the, that's some of the humbling factors you have to realize. It's like how can we like a lot of times our pride keeps us from mm-hmm. getting. Like success because yeah. we feel like we know it all we want to do everything we want to say oh well, i know better than you well you really don't because guess what you begging for a restaurant and they got a restaurant so who really is the right one here well i don't <laughs> think it's about i mean in my opinion like i don't think it's about begging i think it's just that person able to like go out and get it you know and say i want it Mm-hmm. And they put themselves in 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 a in a space where they can, where you're you're tiptoeing to that, right? You're approaching them for that, right? Yeah. But you didn't, you haven't done it yet. And I I don't think it's knowing better than the other. I think it's just really what opportunities presented to you, and of what you can obtain to what you can really like not do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a big difference. Like you can be the worst cook and have a restaurant. I mean, yeah. we oh, yeah. see that all day long, oh, right? Yes. It's just about your know-it-all and your know-how, how to get it, yeah. how to get there. Oh, I mean, on the flip side of that, you could be the best cook to have a restaurant because just cooking doesn't make a successful restaurant. You Correct. have to have a lot of other it's things all of it in that there comes with it. that mm-hmm. you, you could be the, the, the best cook on the planet and a failing, a failing restaurant because, you know, you didn't do taxes. You didn't look at the overhead. You didn't look at the location. You, mm-hmm. you know... Not or even overexpenditure, right? Overexpenditure you know? of, of funds. I mean, yeah, that, so that's it's a, a big it's thing. A, it's a lot because you could gain it and lose it in the same breath. Yep. And you know, it's it shines, it shows up really quick. But again, going back to our thing, you can't skip those steps. You have to, you know. I, I was a little nervous going, you know, down to the city hall and figuring out, oh well, what do I need? I need to get this DBA. I need to do this. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I had to figure it out step at a time until we eventually we were all the way legit. You had all that paperwork in line. I had my little folder and every every month the on folder the 20th. Still the folder still exists. The folder still exists. And every month on the 20th, I go down and I pay my, my taxes. So they, because one thing I do know, <clears throat> they're not getting me for no taxes. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, right? They're not getting me for no taxes. I go. On the on the nineteenth to the twentieth, I go and I wave at the camera and I say, "Hey, <laughs> I'm paying you." It's me and then the lady, yeah, it's me again. <laughs> and, and the lady, and what she do? She she used to be upset because the one at Hiraiko, she used to be because I guess nobody went in there asked for like a stamp thing and then a, and then I needed a receipt, so I need you a to copy no, I need a copy of, of the, those the stamp the to- thing. Like, <laughs> no, we yeah. not. Hey, take games. a selfie with me right quick. Like, <laughs> so know okay. but, you but you know what? They we did it, they, and then they and then they called us uh-huh. and was like, "Oh, we didn't get your paperwork." Yep, yep. I said, "Um, <laughs> I will send you a copy through email." <laughs> good, good thing that he created that that paper trail because, I mean, what if? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like all this just goes to show that uh, I feel like passion in, in your respective field just isn't always enough. Where mm-hmm. also the knowledge of running the business and the consistency and diligence to run the business is also like its own beast to kind of conquer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, when you add to that, not just taxes, I mean, he also inadvertently built a, dro- a delivery service. Yeah. Yeah. I, he didn't real. I mean, I don't think he really realized it until we kind of crept upon Loco. Did but he start? actively 
was creating a he, he was creating a delivery service from within year one. Yeah, y'all start delivering like first first day. Yeah. Well, so that was the cool Ali. thing that yeah. when we came into RVA Cafe, they were already self delivering right, right, right. Grubhub because mm-hmm. understand Grubhub was built for self-delivery mm-hmm. so you're always going to get more orders from grubhub on self-delivery mm-hmm. so their son would get an order but he you know he got they maybe got like two or three orders a day so it was doable right mm-hmm. so what they would do is they would just take an order here and there and he would deliver it and then when we did it it was me and ali you know one day we're gonna get ali up in here to give his story because i mean ali i Again, it, it, we have a running joke with the team, but Ali was busting down when we first got in there because Ali was definitely coming in, clearing the table, taking the order, and then delivering the order, and then trying to get back by the time the customer was done eating to then say, oh, you know, how'd you like your food? Let me go ahead and ring you out, and then washing the dishes, and then helping me put in bacon, and then going back to take the order. He was doing a lot. And I mean, I, I really, I think about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how we even made it. <laughs> I, I don't even know what we were doing. And we was doing it seven days a week. Because again, I was like, well, <clears throat> one day we made 92. So we ain't got no time to be taking no days. Because <laughs> that, 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 that rent bill was looking at me in the face like, mm. And what was that? Was it still the 15? It was, 15, it was about 15. 16, yeah, it was like about that. 15. But then you got the light bill. Then you got the insurance that you didn't think about. Well, the light bill wasn't too bad until Chef over here decided he wanted to add oh, yeah. two additional refrigerators and a yeah. leech in. And, that was you know, it was going. We had the money. We were about rolling. It. <laughs> but now, nah, I mean, but it's cool. It's, it's cool to, again, go through each process and realize that when people feel like they're at the beginning of their journey and they, they don't know how they're making it, it just, just keep going. Like this, this is part of that, that you can't skip. You have to do this. You have to go through it. And if you don't go through it, you're not going to respect it. And a lot of people, they get through it. We talk about, um, you know, we, because we came in what, like just a year, year before COVID, a year before the whole world just flipped on its head and upside down. And from that, some people lost their businesses and some people gained a business and there was a lot of opportunity in that for us to you know see we navigated it greatly because we were already set up for that but some people they just started right at that moment it was like oh well here we go but realize it was it was it was a it was kind of a vacuum that the whole entire world was wrapped around because at this point people's lives changed so it's like you could make a business or make money from certain things that you couldn't do before. And we was lucky enough to start prior to that. So we saw what it what it took before, we saw what it took during, and now we can see what it takes after. And granted, those are a lot of different things, but we we never had to say, okay, well, well wait, we, we we're we're further than what we, you know, kind of should be. Like, I feel like everything is in order. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing happened out of order. Uh, like I said, especially uh, during 2020, I always say that I will never remember it uh, like everybody else did, where everybody was, you know, working from home or oh, yeah, taking yeah. this time off. Yep. Like, bro, that's the most money I probably made. The we was there. You were there. All the time. Yes. Yeah, no breaks. And I, I just like how that kind of was, you know, like a really big part of our story, like a, a catalyst for our growth. 
mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, we were just kind of happenstancely already uh, geared up and prepared for what the world was forced to do. You know, we yeah. were already kind of doing delivery and really built specifically on that. You know, once they said we couldn't have dine-ins, we was like, oh, great, finally. Not finally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now we, just, now we can start cooking. Now we can start going for real. I Please. Jesus. But um, I don't know. I just, I just really we like. We love the business. <laughs> we, we appreciate everything that you guys bring to but, the table. But don't take offense, and we appreciate your patience. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you don't see in the background is we was going before you got here. It's funny because I always, I will always keep that that. Um, I, I feel like it was was it it was either Yelp or TripAdvisor. But I, what Yelp. Is it? It, was, it was Yelp. Yelp. It was Yelp. I, I, that I go back and I read that um, that comment that that guy made that that traveled. It was, she was traveling through, and I think he was either from like Florida or Georgia or somewhere, and he was traveling through and he stopped. He Googled. You know, breakfast near me while he was just on the highway. Oh, I remember that guy. And he came through. He came. He sat. He and he ate. But we didn't get his food out like as fast as possible. And you know, the thing about it was, he the RVA Cafe was so small, so you could see everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can see us cooking. You can see us washing our hands, going to the bathroom. Do, doing whatever, like you could see. Not necessarily going to the bathroom. But well, you know. I mean the bathroom, but it was only, <laughs> but it was it was one hallway to the bathroom. So if you're going down the hallway, we know where you're going. Yeah, like true. there's nowhere else but the back door. Well, we so, had a we have an inventory room back. Well, yeah, but but you know, so and I remember his his comment was, you know, I guess we tried to get to him as quickly as possible. This was like a Saturday. We were busy, all of that, and it was crazy because what happened was we didn't get his food out in a timely manner and he essentially went on Yelp and was like they just care about delivery orders and you know that was like one of our first like I guess thought provoking negative comments right mm-hmm. not just oh food is terrible because you know those granted I care about those but it's like mm. that's subjective yeah. Ten like, people saying like this is great, like, one person yeah. saying this is bad. You yeah. can't, you're not going to be able to please everybody. Yeah. But that was a thing on our actual what, our operations. So, but it's crazy because it's like, yes, yes, we do <laughs> care about <laughs> delivery orders. What you mean? The the two tables that's coming in every once in a while, it's mm, not sustaining mm, our overhead. Or what we had to wait for you to come back. We out of business. <laughs> <laughs> the people who come back and act. Come on, man. We was, we, the we, tuna fish? Yeah, we, we done got tuna fish. Tuna fish is gone before COVID. We, what you talking about? We had the world done, done almost died. Are you talking about some tuna fish? Didn't y'all used gone. to sell tuna fish two years ago? <laughs> so, yeah. We'd be yeah. broke and under the, under the, the uh, building at that point. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just what it is. You know, that, that's every step of the way. Um, but before before we get out of here, I do want to go over what we got sitting in front of us because we had this food sitting here smelling good for me. It so, actually did a little wave. I don't know if you caught it. Like it was, word, well, yeah, it was like yeah, wave waft. You know, I make up my own words. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's smelling good. What you got, chef? So well, it's funny enough today. So I I, I would say this a lot of times. I am secretly an Asian person. I know I'm a little dark. I know I got a little little thing, but this is where I am. So I, I like I like cooking Asian food. That's like my favorite cuisines to cook. Um, and 
today I had a catering order that I had to make uh, some uh, Asian chicken salad. And so I decided to make some Thai chili chicken on top of the salad. And then obviously as a chef, <clears throat> you got to taste your food as, you, as you're making it, right? So I ate, I was like, oh man, this is great. I forgot I know how to make Asian food and I want some Thai chili chicken. So that's what I made. So I made some fried rice for us to eat and some Thai chili chicken. And we also got some wine. I don't know which wine are we drinking today. Which one did you pick, Nicole? I picked a Chardonnay. Yeah, <clears throat> a Chardonnay from Italy. It's very light. It's not heavy. It is. Um, what, what are the overtones? Because I know you know all about that. Am I saying wine words right? No. Under, undertones? Undertones. No. You know what I mean. But the it, um, the tannins. Yeah, I would yeah, tell yeah. you that this yeah, one doesn't tannins. really. It's it's so clean. Like I don't even. Normally with a Chardonnay, you it's more about the oaky. It's a little bite. Um, there's no bite. There's nothing. It's just really um, clean and crisp. I don't go. know nothing about wine. It's fine. We got all this. Wine, it just has. But we al- don't know nothing. All this has <laughs> is just alcohol. This is grape wine. But I think that's what we want, right? That's the point of it. But <laughs> you know, I don't know. Cool. But yeah, man. So don't skip steps. Yep. Don't skip the steps. No. But we here. Oh, like, get a chef or something. You can actually succeed in it.